Hi, you're listening to Sports and Corks. I'm Emily, and other Emily is not here this week. She's really busy with work stuff. So I am joined by friend of the pod, Max. Ooh, yeah. Here we go. Do you want to tell tell the people about yourself, Max? Oh, yeah. So Emily and I go way back. We we worked at the Wyoming Athletics Department together, um, and we had the best of times. I still live in Laramie, um, and uh, I'm a huge Michigan sports guy actually so I do love me some Wyoming football but my my background goes all the way back to Michigan so you'll hear me fanboying out a lot during this podcast about our Michigan successes this week I mean a lot lot of big Michigan successes it's pretty exciting Um, we typically don't talk a lot about Michigan Emily and I because we have our biases right where we talk about West Coast basketball we talk about Wyoming, we talk about Gonzaga, we talk about the Pac-12. Um, Emily and I worked at the University of Colorado together, and so we follow Colorado a little bit more. Right. And then, of course, we did talk about Michigan State this yeah, season I, because I, of Mel Tucker. Yeah, I, I actually listened to the podcast last week, and I heard your slander about yeah. some Mel Tucker takes last week. So, <laughs> you know, let's get at it. But uh... <laughs> well, We can definitely get into Mel Tucker takes and – I mean, you and I talked about this recently with Mel Tucker, so I'm excited to get into it. But we'll do a quick recap of the conference championships that just happened this last weekend. Um, People had some slander where they were like, yeah, I don't I don't even I don't watch the Pac-12 much. And I I watch the Mountain West even less. And I'm like, what? Well, everyone watches the Mountain West less than Pac-12 because Pac-12 gets better coverage. But I was like, man, to just like say that, like I can't imagine living in Austin and being like, you know, I don't really watch the Big 12. I watch it less than I watch like the Big 10. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Big 10's best, but like, like, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird for me to even hear that because I'm so surrounded by Mountain West talk because, yeah. It's it's the life here, but uh, yeah, Pac-12. I mean, historically, have had some huge teams that are uh, powerhouses. Talk about like the Pac, like the Pac-12 championship game. Oregon has historically been amazing. You know, even go back to the Chip Kelly days. But Utah like came out and just crushed Oregon. Um, yeah. Crazy, like what I, I I don't think anybody was expecting that, but. No. Um, I think when I was when I was thinking about it, I, when I was going through the, kind of like the news like the headlines I, I saw that the, the 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 new we're gonna we'll probably get into this later but Mario Cristobal the the head coach it was announced just hours before the game that he was leaving for Miami so I I'm my my head that's like that just got into the heads of all the players you know like oh well this guy's bailing on us should we even care about this game but you know they, I think that's fair. They dominated the game. Like Utah dominated. Like I think the running yardage was massive, and they won the first down game. So, you know, but yeah, it's totally, totally surprising. It was a, it was a shock. I think all of these conference championships were kind of a shock to me, um, except maybe the Michigan one. Yeah, that's, but yeah. like, but the other ones, I was like, I mean, we'll talk about the other ones, but I really starting with 
Oregon and Utah, I was like, you, Oregon has this in the bag. Utah has had really good seasons, had, has had good years recently. Like, they're not like a scrub of a team. They don't have the the legacy of USC, but, like, USC hasn't done anything in forever. So, like, Utah can kind of be like, yeah, we're we're doing some things. We're getting... We're, we're moving up, but we don't have to be perfect every season. And they they finished the season on a really high note um, that I don't think anyone expected. So yeah. good for them. I think I think Oregon is just starting to have – like I think Utah just has Oregon's number you know, yeah. these days. I think uh, there's like – they've won the past two games in a row against Oregon. Um, I think just historically, just recently, they're, they just, they've had their number. So, um, yeah, really interesting. Go Utah, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I mean, we... It feels weird coming out of my mouth, but, you know. It's weird to think about because usually I complain about Utah. Uh, it gets lumped into the... The state or the, the, the teams? <laughs> the, the team. The, team. the <laughs> state, I think the state's beautiful. Um, I mean, there are some things that are weird, but that's yeah, yeah. neither here nor there when it comes to sports. It's more like when... this And this goes, like, before I even... Like, before we even went to Wyoming, right? It's when... Right. Boise State joins the Mountain West and they want to make it this like really strong conference and TCU leaves, Utah leaves. BYU back in the day. BYU left. And they're all like, we're leaving to go um, get a bag. Like we are chasing the bag right now. And this is before it's like, okay to say that you're chasing a bag in college sports, especially if you're coming out of the Mountain West, you can't be like, yeah, I'm, I'm leaving to go get more money. Like no one totally. could just say that. Now everyone says it. They, they're like, no, I yeah, and, like, yeah. And it's really interesting. Like, I think teams set the prep, like this is a whole other conversation, but teams, I think set the precedent for like the player empowerment movement, you know, like yeah. their teams were just moving around willy nilly. And like, they were like chasing the bag. They, they're going to get money. You know, the NCAA is a billion dollar sport. And now players are like, get me some of that. You know, like you guys can go do whatever the hell you want to, load your pockets but we can't so i don't know i think it's exciting i think it's it's a it's a chain reaction of stuff for sure right there oh yeah for sure it is and so that that's my when i think of utah but then I'm like they're part of the pac-12 and the pac-12 is the worst power yeah. five conference so i don't feel as angsty towards them because i'm like mm, sure it's a yeah, step yeah. up but now everyone like kind of crafts on you all the time so Hopefully they do well in their upcoming um, postseason competition. Mm-hmm. Um, shifting into another, again, we are homers here, so we're going to talk about Mountain West and Pac-12 stuff first. So Mountain West, Utah State, Shock, Whoa. San Diego State. No kidding. Like. San Diego State ranked 19th going into the game, 11-1. and one. Yeah. Which is kind of a big deal for Mountain West, like Mountain yes. West conference teams do not get ranked very often, and, and no, to be in the top twenty, yeah, it's usually Boise State. Yeah, I when I was doing a little bit of research on this game, um, I this cool little nugget popped up. The head coach for Utah State, Blake Anderson, actually lost his wife to cancer back in 2019, and just needed a change of scenery from Arkansas State, and just ended up at USU, and then. Yeah, just like it's kind of like this really cool memorializing. Like all throughout the season, he was just saying like, you know, everything just reminds me of her, and like it's always been super emotional just being around the game. And then he was just able to like kind of channel that into this amazing 
penultimate season for him. And, uh, and then he was able to just kind of foster this really good team. You know, the quarterback, Logan Bonner, I think his name is, just absolutely dominated the game, had four touchdowns and one pick, and then a bunch of yards. So huge, huge upset win. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. It, it's a good one. It was cool to see. And it is like, it's a feel good story in that. And so um, while I was like, yeah, San Diego State should win, it's, no one's mad that Utah State won except for San Diego State. Yeah. It, it's just good for the program. It's not – the thing with conferences like the Mountain West, it's not like the Big Ten, the Big 12, the Pac-12. I include the SEC, but they don't typically do this. But when the con- when teams play themselves, basically, and they're just like, oh, well, we're going to beat this team, we're going to beat this team. And, like, you can't have Indiana, Purdue, Ohio State, Michigan all winning – because then you are not going to have enough games to be eligible for any postseason things. So um, it I it doesn't matter as much when in in the Mountain West. Like as long as they meet the minimum, it's like well you're not gonna. There's no chance of making it to like a New Year's Day game. So yeah. the stakes which are a lot lower. Which hopefully changes with the upcoming you know playoff format. But you know like maybe we can get some Boise State like yeah like return and you know like talk about expanding the playoffs to like a 12 team format like that opens up the avenue to some of these teams like joining that conversation which i think is just good for the game and good for these conferences in general i'll say it's good when it happens like when i see it rolled out and i see that it actually provides that like equity across conferences then i might be a little more open but as of now like mm, somehow they're gonna fumble this <laughs> yeah. yeah you're gonna hurt yeah. the little guys sure. uh, so then the michigan iowa game oh, let's talk oh about it oh my gosh let's talk about it like i'm yeah. i can't even i was so surprised i, th- I thought it would be close but like is iowa a fraud i I don't know. I, I, I don't necessarily I've got a I've got Iowa fans in my life, so I've seen a lot of Iowa football and I don't wanna just you know, if if this sound bite gets comes into your ears, I don't want them coming at me. But uh, you know, I just I think this is more more about Michigan, you know, like yeah. like I think of this as more of like reminiscent of like the two thousand four Red Sox. Like nobody saw this coming this year to like end up number two in the nation, like there's Michigan generations all over the country that are just going to revolt if they win this, this whole thing. So like, you know, like they just played awesome. I think like, like very balanced team, you know, they didn't have to like rely on any one player, you know, their defense, like Aiden Hutchinson. Oh my God, he's a beast. Uh, You know, like you've got just speed everywhere. I, I, I could go on and on, but Let's go Michigan. Come, come on. Because like, they put the smack down on the Hawkeyes. I hope that sound bite goes to my my, my Iowa friends. But you know, the <laughs> smack down. I love it. I loved it. I was, I was floored. I was shocked. <laughs> I won't act like. Because I came from like a holiday party. I came home, turned on the game. I was like, oh my god. Did Iowa show up to this game? And it, it's like, it's good for Michigan I'm not like my family are Alabama and Ohio state fans. So 
this time of year is just, but I don't know. I also like see it as like, all right, I want to see a good, strong team make it. I don't want to see, I'm I'm glad Clemson's out. Like I'm glad that Clemson kind of sucked this year. And so I'm like, Oh, maybe like Michigan will get in there. I mean, I'm, I want it to be a Michigan Cincinnati college football playoff, like championship. <laughs> like that's what I want for the championship. Ooh, high hopes there. I I agree. Like changing the guard is good. You know, yes. like you know, I I was. We're gonna get to this game next, but like like I was hoping Alabama was gonna lose and have just some different teams. Like how cool yeah. would it have been to be Michigan Cincinnati? Georgia and maybe like Notre Dame or Oklahoma state. How cool would that have been? Like totally different teams outside of Georgia, like being in the final four, you know, historically it's just been a revolving door of Alabama, Clemson, Ohio state, Oregon, occasionally Notre Dame, you know, like the teams. And so like having a chance that that, I think that's what made the season so exciting coming down to the end of it is like, there were so many different teams in the contention and, of course, just give it down to the Wolverines for like coming kind of out of nowhere. Like nobody, like they were hovering pretty low in just like the AP rankings throughout like the beginning of the year, and then just climb their way to this huge finish. Harbaugh like first win over Ohio State in seven eight years at the helm of Michigan. You know, hopefully there's more of those coming. Love to see it, but. uh I think it could be the beginning of an era for Michigan in the playoffs. Let's go. It could be. And it I I definitely have a lot of Harbaugh slander. Like I definitely am like, mm, should have gotten fired. Like you can't just keep losing and having all these so like really this season, I'm like, he's oh, trying would, to keep his job. He I'll wants check to you keep on that job. though. I check you on that. They've been doing good. They they like maximum three losses a year they just lose the big games recently yeah. you know so like what would you rather do fire a coach that's giving you a stockpile of wins every single year and just hope that you're gonna land the next big fish when historically like in the past michigan has not been able to do that so nah i i say ride the khaki wagon you know like let's <laughs> let's go let's let's go well, I never think about who the replacement would be. I don't, I don't think about that, and I don't think about it being like a big hire. But I, I guess I think about it. I think about Michigan the way I think about like an Ohio State mm. because I, they are comparable, but it's not the same. If no. that happened at Ohio State, if Ohio State kept losing the Michigan game and they kept not making it, and they kept not like delivering what they've done in the last you know like 10 years i'm thinking like that michigan like harbaugh is doing well at michigan like michigan is a a good team and i i always say like the caveat like within the big 10 michigan is usually like "Mm, fine they're always in the top when it when it when it comes to like other like conferences michigan's like a solid team and so i guarantee if you put michigan in the pac-12 if you put Michigan oh, in the Pac-12, it. they would win every single year. Yeah, you know? they they would do amazing. They would do incredible. You put Michigan in the Big 12 and they're going to win it. Um, yeah. and, and so then it's like thinking about it in that way where I like forget like, oh, not every right. program is trying to be Alabama or Ohio State in that 
you lose a game and people talk about firing the coach. Like it is normal to lose a game. It's probably good to lose a game to set realistic expectations because these are still kids out there playing. Totally. So, yeah. That's why I don't envy those SEC schools. Cause they just, unless you're Saban, you just have a revolving door of coaches, you know? Yeah. There's no, there's a reason why Saban is at the top of the list every single year is because he dominates the competition and nobody's able to build a sustainable program there because they're out the door in two, three years. You know? Yeah. I mean, Coach O leaving and yeah. I I hope that like Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach can stay in Mississippi for a while. <laughs> can we talk about just like the Mike teeth. Leach? Mike Leach is, is an American hero like that. That mullet of his like, let's just go. <laughs> Mike Leach is so funny. Um, he's from Wyoming. Yeah. Yeah, and I just and, I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, his sound bites are strictly <laughs> from the Wyoming pipeline. That is yeah. that is for sure. <laughs> it's just it's amazing, man. Mike Leach, hope Mississippi State does well. Um, and I hope I really I hope that he stays there. I, you know, he did a he did his time at Washington State, and he did good things with that program. And um, I hope that he just has a good time in Mississippi. Um, yeah. And I know people don't love Lane Kiffin, <laughs> like <laughs> understandably so. <laughs> understandably so. Let's just say that guy is yeah. a strange man. Yeah, strange man. But I'm like, he's doing all right. I, I mean, like they, those might be the two SEC teams that like I won't just outright be like, oh, the SEC. I'm like, oh right, they have wild coaches. And I love some college football drama <laughs> that does not involve anyone getting hurt. Just like having, just watching them do interviews. Like that's the drama I live for, where it's just like silly interviews. Totally. Love it. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. So before we get to the SEC, got to talk about the Baylor game. Like Ooh, we, we yes. do have to, you, you know, when you mentioned like maybe having like um, Oklahoma State in that like rotation of if they had made it to um the final four Baylor I hate to say this Baylor is kind of getting shafted this season they're gonna have to do the same thing this season the next season that they did this season but better they mm. can't like lose two games they have to win every game and they still will not be considered even though if Oklahoma or Texas did it they would automatically like they'd be like yeah we don't care if you lost the Big 12 championship. You're in it. You're yeah. going to be. So I I do, as much as I don't love to say that, I'm here saying, like, Baylor kind of is getting shafted. Yeah. And, you know, brighter days are on the horizon. You got Oklahoma and Texas leaving the conference. So, like, you have two teams that are, like, about to get out of their way, especially with, you know, Lincoln Riley leaving as well. Like, they're going to have, I think, a lot easier time next year, I think. Um moving forward like they'll have Oklahoma State that they'll have to get over but um I think Baylor yeah what a hell of a game what a perform that last play was incredible to watch yeah you know I thought that guy was let's just like let's just put it up that guy should have scored that touchdown like he he just like took the the long way around should have just bully balled his way into the end zone couldn't get in there like inches from the pylon I like, I feel bad for that kid. Cause you know, unfortunately 
he plays for a region of the country where he's probably just going to be shat on for like his his ability to not come through and like you know i hope that kid is not getting death threats because that is probably happening and you know oklahoma state if they had won you know cincinnati probably would be out of the playoffs and they would have been in you know just because of the the legacy of the program but you know yes the good thing about cincinnati the good thing about the cincinnati houston game both of those teams are going to the Big 12. So you saying like it's good that like OU and Texas are leaving, right, um, which like it, it depends on like what side of the coin you land on with that one. But either way, it's like, well, they might be leaving, but they're bringing good teams in. And they, like sure. BYU's joining the Big 12 and they also had a very strong season. They have a decent basketball program. Um, mm-hmm. And so – Ah, it, it like it's like oh would you rather have Oklahoma State or would you rather have Cincinnati and both are like now in my head Big 12 teams and I am glad to see that it's Cincinnati over Oklahoma State no shade to Oklahoma State but it's just like people have been saying like not great things about Cincinnati and it's they're just like do they deserve to be ranked where they are right. and all this so it's just like oh yeah I want to see them just because they're being underestimated more than Oklahoma state would be. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, that's why I want some more playoff expansion. So we don't have to have like these middling, we can have some more, you know, parity in, in the, in, in these playoffs and like have, you know, like it would be awesome to have these supreme athletes that are spearheading the, their programs. Like, this kid out of Cincinnati who's just this amazing athlete and is probably going to go play pro ball. And he doesn't, he like just lifts these programs out of nowhere and then gives other athletes in that program shine where they might not, if like everybody's expected to go to programs like Alabama and that's where all the attention goes. So I just want more attention on these smaller programs because it'll give more empowerment to these players that are incredible in their own rights, but they just don't get the shine because the attention isn't there. So, yeah, no, I think that that's great. And it's looking at it from a perspective that is more than just, yeah, we care about this one team and this one player that's going to make it to the league. Uh, 1% make it to the league. Right. And then still want to like feel good about playing though. Then you get the NIL deals, you know, like, and, and so yeah. more attention on them. You're going to get all these kids who probably won't go pro, but you get that 99% a chance to get these name and likeness sponsorship deals where they can make a little, put a little money in their pocket before they head into like the professional world post, post college ball life. So, yeah. And even if they're players who, and I, I think about like, I think about Wyoming often, <laughs> but yes. I'm like, oh, if you get someone who's like, they're from like Sheridan and they get like, like they, they ride the pine. Like, do you remember Cody Kelly? Oh yeah. Um, so like how he didn't, he didn't play that much, but he was from Wyoming and you know that like some local place would have been like, yeah, we want to sponsor Cody. Um, right. and the, so the local I, Toyota dealership has got Cody Kelly's like <laughs> promos going out the wazoo you know cody yeah. kelly come down and buy a toyota from us for pay on uh, whatever 
prorated dealing, you know? Yeah. 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 And so it like, you get like, then you like increase the chances of maybe like retaining some in state players. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, Wyoming, there's more cows than people, so it's not, like, exactly the same as, like, maybe you want to keep people in Colorado or California <laughs> or Texas sure. or Florida. And so um, you can be like, yeah, like, you come play for us, and we might not be, like, the the it team for whatever sport, but you'll develop in, like, whatever – because, like – there are enough player, like professional athletes who didn't go to Alabama, Ohio State, Texas, who get very good at their sport and they still go professional. Um, Josh Allen is a great example. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> I mean, like not this week, but like in general, Josh <laughs> Allen's like a good example of a, yeah, yeah, a player yeah. that you know went to a smaller school and then like elevated it, and so. I think it, it'll help even that out because like these bigger schools can't be like, well, we're just going to quietly pay you. No, everyone's gonna be like, this is what you're going to get paid. So mm-hmm. I think in the beginning there'll be some like Kings. Yeah. yeah. And like where, where players think that they're going to like go and they're like, I'm going to go play at the university of Texas and pluckers is going to sponsor me. And then it's just like, it doesn't work out. And they're like, well, I should have just like, stayed where I was and maybe I should have gone to Kansas and yeah. like gone in that direction. So uh, that's like, that's a whole kind of worms too, because like hey, we're talking about football, but even like basketball, you got all these yeah. players that are like, have the option of either going and play in college ball or they can forego that and play in like the G league or some pro league Europe. overseas and actually get paid for what they're doing. And, you know, it's just, it's really interesting that, there's all these different avenues and it's all revolving around money and the NCAA NCAA is this nonprofit quotation mark, quotation mark that's making buku money and they're not reaping it forward to the players, you know, like it's just, Oh yeah, we have a $3,000 stipend that you can play with. And, you know, like you come here and you'll have all the faint, whatever, you know, like, like, Let's change this system, please, because it is not working and, you know, it's not trickling down to where the people who are putting in the effort deserve to get paid. Sorry, I am on the tangent roll today, but if we need to move forward with this, I have more thoughts about, you know, NILs and stuff as we get into the, like, coaching carousel and stuff. Oh, man. Okay, I'm excited. So we can just, like breeze through Alabama, Georgia. It's a bummer that Georgia lost. I did want georgia to win that one um i feel like all season they were looking good they were like we're gonna make it and now i'm like "Mm, all right you don't want it that bad if you can't beat alabama who almost lost to auburn and did lose to texas a&m um and then for folks who are you if you're gonna feel sad because no college football i mean there's some college football but like less college football you're not bowl games start in a week from tomorrow so when you hear this podcast, we're recording earlier in the week, but um, you have those to look forward to. Um, and with the tailgate society, Tammy like ranked the names of all the different bowl games. So check out oh, those nice. rankings. Love that. I, I am all about it. It was so funny. Um, and then, okay. Now the coaching carousel, because this is the drama I love. Oh my God. 
Yes. So yeah. Where do we start? And we can start with Lincoln Riley because that one, people were upset. No kidding. I have a friend who went to OU here in Austin and I was like, dude, like that's a bummer about OU. And he's like, I don't want to talk about it. I'm like, it's an even bigger bummer about Lincoln Riley. And he's like, it's a bad day. Stop talking. And I'm like, okay. Um, OU fans are upset. Did you hear about the news today that came out about Lincoln Riley? About the highway? Oh my God, this is amazing. So there's a Oklahoma Senator that proposed a bill to name the highway that's leaving the panhandle, the Lincoln-Riley Highway, the last three inches of the highway in the most desolate part of Oklahoma will be named after Lincoln-Riley because of the way he left the program. I thought that was just incredible. That, that is, is savage. Some, some serious spite. Some serious spite. People love Texas or love football in places like Texas and Oklahoma because there's nothing else to do in Oklahoma than football. But oh my gosh, oh my gosh, that's. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Like Lincoln Riley leaving, he's obviously scared of the SEC. You know, doesn't want to get become another one of the the coaches that get tossed around because they can't compete with Nick Saban. You know, I think he's going to be a huge boon for USC. I think USC has had like a huge market inefficiency with like like all these other teams coming into the L- like Los Angeles greater areas, like massive recruiting efforts. And like back when USC was a powerhouse under um, uh, Pete Carroll, you know, all they did was just grab all of the re- the five star recruits coming out of USC, and they were just dominant because they had superior athletes and so like i think the the star power of lincoln riley coming there is going to help keep all those huge recruits and i think very possibly very soon usc could become a huge power in the college football playoffs you know like regularly competing simply because there's so much more glitz and clamor an ability to draw huge recruits much more so than like Oklahoma could. And uh, I think, I don't know, this is very similar to like the, the LSU change, you know, like those, those the teams like USC, LSU, Alabama, they have these like grabs for recruits that they can go and get. And because they're in a, like in a geographic area, that's going to just blow them up from a, a program standpoint. So huge, huge grab for USC. Sorry, OU, you have, you're you just going to have to lick your wounds and be spiteful. But, uh, you know, <laughs> USC, huge grab for them. Huge grab for them. Man, we are on opposite ends here. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't think that Lincoln Riley's a bad pickup for USC. I think that if he cannot get usc together they're going to fire him mid-season also because they're going to be like we want to go back to being great and like if he can't win the pac-12 especially as like mario cristobal has left or like so like now the the big competitor the big thing that usc should be on the lookout for is utah Mm -hmm. and if he can't and i'm not saying like next year like he he is just getting to la He's trying to avoid going to Compton. Like, I mean, in like a couple years after he's like put some time into the program, if he still can't win the Pac-12, like, mm, mm, 
But yeah, yeah, to your point, there is a big opportunity being in LA, going to USC. There, there's like the history of the program, and there's a lot that can be said about it. A lot of players that have come out of there. But yeah, I think it'll be a situation where if he can't deliver, he'll be out, and it would be just the same as like the SEC. It's not, it's not like another team in the the. Pac-12 where you can kind of like putz around for a couple of years as coach and like be okay. Like I think they will, it's, it's gotta be a, a results like rapid results from this. Sure. One. Yeah. Yeah. But he is only like 38 years old and oh, he's yeah, considered he's so like the top. He's like, he is one of the top five co- coaches in the country. And like, I think if he is able to turn it around, and I, I have like hope that he will turn it around fast, like because I think players are going to respond to him, like his youthfulness and ability to co- like connect with younger players. Like I think that's going to be a huge draw for him. I think because he's thirty eight, and if he's willing, and if he doesn't like get lured away by like the Dallas Cowboys in five years, like he's gonna be there for a long time because of how young he is, and that's just going to be a reign of terror for coming from the west coast which i love to see more parody you know like ssc like and their dominance and their fear like that they put on everyone you know and then the you know ohio state the other you know the big 10 like there's only there's so much concentrated power in college football i really hope that a team like usc or like Oregon regains their their dominance just so that we have more parity going in to the college football playoffs and we don't have like like in the past where we like we know Alabama's gonna win because like the other side of the college football final four, the the big teams get wiped out and then there's no competition for Alabama. So I I just want I I want there to be success just simply because I want some like better competition, essentially. Yeah. I, I agree. I definitely want the West Coast teams to get more recognition. So hopefully he can do it. Um, speaking of the SEC, Brian Kelly leaving an ACC yeah. team to go coach at LSU. Um, a lot of feelings there. His daughter still goes to school at Notre Dame. <laughs> How awkward. Uh, uh, thanks, Dad. <laughs> yeah, she made a TikTok about it. I was like, oh... I would lose my mind. I would be like, I'm going to drop out mid semester. My dad's that football coach. He can play. He can pay for the rest of this um, right. semester. And so, I mean, he can, he just made Boku money. Yeah. Yeah. $95 million over 10 years. Yeah. You, you can pay for a lot of stuff. Yeah. I now want to be a head college football coach for one of these programs. I just, would let yeah. them fire me after a season. I'd be like, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to buy you out the amount of money that they're throwing around this year. Yeah. Like, I think they set a record for this year for the most amount of buyout money in in one season. So it's crazy. What a, but also just a weird exit, you know, like, yeah, like under, I understand, like, like, there's no really good way to exit with, with like social media leaks and and like or 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 news scoops. But I don't know if you saw the video of him addressing his player. There was like, he sent a text message to his, his, his players, like at like seven o'clock in the morning or five o'clock in the morning, or maybe it was the night before. I can't remember, but he was like, we're gonna have a team meeting at 
this time when we're going to come in, I'm going to speak for 11 minutes and I get got shortened to like four minutes. And if you watch the video, he was like super dry and like not really like emotional. He was like, thank you for coming. I really appreciate your time. This isn't about you. And like, I was just, wow. What a performance, Brian Kelly. Way to make us weep. And then he goes down and gets introduced to to the LSU crowd at a basketball game. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he has a southern drawl. Like, where? Yes, what is, I did see that. What is, oh, my God, Brian. Like, come on, man. Like, you can do better. But I do love his, his uh, replacement, Marcus Freeman. If you saw that video, his players, like him getting introduced to his players as the new head coach, and they were so hyped for him. So, I and see that. I, you know, another, another head coach of color, love to see that. Let's get some more representation going. So, let's uh, move these white schmucks out of the way and, and their horrible propensity to just. Like Brian Kelly is just a weird dude. He said some weird stuff in the past. Like I don't know if if you guys have touched on this, but his comments earlier this year about needing to like execute all the players because of their poor performance, it's just like he says some weird shit. And like, sorry, my excuse my language, but like he's a weird dude. And he, I I hope he flames out faster than Coach O did. And without without a without a championship, he just needs to leave. Sorry, that was. <laughs> That's my, no, it's thank good. you for thanks for my TED talk. <laughs> I'm Brian Kelly. <laughs> you said what everyone has been kind of saying and is for sure thinking. So <laughs> it's all good. It is all good. Um, Brian Kelly, what are you doing, man? That Making it, everyone it was just uncomfortable. Messy, very messy. Um, and then Mario Cristobal, I didn't think he was going to leave Oregon. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird too. And I'm, we mentioned it earlier, like he like news broke hours before the championship game. I guess his mom, he's like he's from Miami. He played for the University of Miami. Um, I saw like his mom is like on her deathbed or something, and so like that's oh, why yeah. he wanted to to like get up, get down to Miami to like be closer to her. But so like I understand, but like even then, I'm not totally sold on that hire. Like. You know, he, you know, he is coming from a a, a a historically good program at Oregon, but I don't, I just didn't feel like he did that amazing at Oregon to justify like, like it's not like this hire is not going to infuse the amount of like hype that like the U had back in like the early two thousands. You know, yeah. like this is more of just like a lateral move, and it was also weird like he got hired. And then they still had, um, oh, what's the guy's name? Mario, um, whatever his name is. No, not Mario. Uh, Manny uh, was still the coach, like, when the news broke that they were hiring Mario. So yes. just like All these college football teams are just doing these horribly weird transitions and just throwing, yeah. I'm gonna they let need you a PR more, department. Yeah. They need to hire some Emily action out here, you know? They... Get Emily in charge of their PR because she can, she can certainly kill the PR better than any of these coaches are doing. You know, I probably couldn't, but um, <laughs> I I think about college athletic departments, and they're you know they are a business. They've been a business, mm-hmm. but they are becoming more and more visible with the internet, social media, um, and so 
they they probably should start having a PR person in addition to their sports information director. Like a sports information director isn't necessarily like a PR person, but I think that's going to be the direction it needs to go um, just from a looking back on it. um, Yeah. They need like a, what's the person who's in charge of like the white house press, you know, the, uh, the press secretary, the, the, the press press secretary. They need a press secretary for each of these like power five schools. You know, someone who can yeah. just take the the heat. But yeah, that's a, that's a future them thing. Right now, they're just yeah. like we need to figure out alignment. And then, I mean, the conferences. I think they all have like PR people. But uh, yeah, I think it would be very beneficial for individual departments to have uh, a PR person. Um, totally. So more college football coaching news will likely come out in the next couple of weeks because tis the season. Yeah. Um, it's pretty normal. Coaches get fired. Coaches leave. It's just it's just life. Um, so in, while that's happening, college basketball is happening. Yes. Um, Not my strong suit, but uh, let's go Wyoming. Just starting off hot. Undefeated. Hot. We love, love it. it. I think Ooh, tomorrow I they play be... Arizona, which is going to yeah. be ugh, not maybe not that great, but uh, it might. You know, they could be Arizona. They, they could hang. They, they beat Denver, which was a huge win. You know, yeah. like like uh, yeah, let's go Wyoming. Coming up hot. Look, are we are we sniffing a tourney tourney appearance this 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 year? I don't want to get my hopes up, but let's look. At I think it. we could. I think we could make it. I don't think we'd win it, but I think we can get there. Yeah. CSU is our only competition right now. Right now, mm-hmm. I mean, I. I mean, it's early. It's early, and the Mountain West isn't. It's not like it's a bunch of scrubs of teams when it comes to basketball. Yeah, no. Unlike so, football, yeah, basketball is the Mountain West sport for sure. It 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 definitely is. So I I think the women will go to the tournament again, and I really I, yeah. I thought they were like five hundred this year so far. I I don't know. I still feel like they can like do it. I feel like they can just dig deep. Maybe this is me manifesting more than being realistic, but (laughs) I, you know, it was kind of a bummer the way they went out. And so I'm like, they could just go back again this year. We'll see. Yeah. Teams that are actually for sure going to be going to the tournament, (laughs) Alabama and Gonzaga and Gonzaga dropped another game, but um, like Emily, had said last week she's like you know sometimes it's good to have a loss like it's very it's it's unsettling when your team is undefeated all season goes to the tournament and the entire time you're just like ooh, clench yeah 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 i mean yes but it's also their second drop at the beginning you know they lost to uh was it texas early no they lost to duke Gonzaga lost to Duke. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. yeah, but they got this. They got the number one recruit going into the year, Chet Holgrim. He's been like struggling to meet like number one overall pick expectations that were set on him at the beginning of the year. But you know, it's hard when you have this seven foot skinny lanky kid who can shoot the three ball and dribble, and you know, like he's got a really intriguing skill set. But um, yeah, they just. You know, Alabama has often has these just like like fireball throwers that they that can just take over games, and I think that's what ended up happening. I didn't watch this game, but just looking into it, I think they have some really good wing players that just can shoot the three ball, and I think Gonzaga has like 
almost like a new team. They have um, that really cool guy, Drew Timmy, from last year who with the stash. I think yeah. he's, he's returned, but I think altogether it's a relatively new team, and I think they're still gelling. So we'll see. They'll, they'll go far in the, in the in the tourney still. Yeah, and they're gonna in their own conference. They're gonna do great, and it's good that they're they're feeling challenged. You know, before you get into conference play, before you get into like the really the because the, they they unless they completely just like drop every game from here on out. Um, you know, Gonzaga's probably going to go to the conference. So they know that they're going. So it's like, okay, this is what it's like playing these teams that we know we're going to see at the conference. Yeah. Whereas I think St. Mary's out of the WCC will also go St. Mary's and BYU. But um, yeah, it, I think it's good for Gonzaga and and hopefully it means good things for them, even with a, a young team um, that they lose to. Like in Alabama has been kind of, over the last couple of years on the up in basketball. Yeah. Like I feel like they've gotten so um, impressive. Like they're, they're good. And it's like, it, I didn't expect it. Um, so it, not a bad loss. Like it's not like they had a terrible loss. And then um, Ohio state upset Duke. And that mm-hmm. is a team that's kind of been like, it's not like they ever have terrible years or fabulous years, but they've kind of been up and down the last couple of years. And so this is a good win over Duke. Totally. Yeah. Um, I mean, I always support um, big 10 teams except for Ohio state. So this is kind of a, <laughs> a, a weird feeling for me. They had like, they have this really cool guy though. His name is Zed key. What an awesome name. Uh, yeah, I think he took over this game to take down the dorky Duke devils. And uh, I think, you know, it's just like love some big 10 success. I just, it's hard to see them damn Buckeyes, you know, get, get some, some flavor, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a, uh, it's, it's going to be a weird, weird year in general for college basketball, like Duke and Gonzaga struggling early with some, some early losses. Um, you know, like Virginia is not really back in the mix Again mm-hmm. this year, they're they're not even like ranked. I think right now you got, um, I don't know, just kind of a whole crazy weird early start to the college basketball um, layout. But you know it's early on. I think okay. things will shake out to to probably some of the more powerhouses coming through and get teams like Kansas and I don't know. I'm not, this is not my forte. I just like the, the, <laughs> you know, the, the tourney at the end, but I like crapping on the dorky Duke devils and the damn Ohio state Buckeyes, but we're, we're, we're game. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, you're, Kansas you're also <laughs> has, um, as you mentioned them, like, Oh, they also have not had, they lost like a game they shouldn't have recently. Um, sorry that two team. I'm sorry you went into that game. You're like, I wish both teams could lose. One had to win. That's just yeah. it. It's the nature of these things. And I'm glad to see it was Ohio State. Um, upcoming games. So Texas will be playing Seton Hall. Um, I'm, I'm I am so like scared about Texas. Um, with a new coach, and like I'm like, ooh, are they? Should they be ranked seventh? I don't know. Am yeah. I a bad Longhorn fan every day? But like, <laughs> I 
just like I want to be realistic when I think about Texas where I'm like they have a new coach they probably are not going to win it's not like they're going to go on and win the tournament they could because it's the nice thing about the tournament is it's anyone's game totally um, but yeah. I don't know but it should be a good um, game between Texas and Seton Hall yeah I mean I I think personally I'm rooting for the upset here Seton Hall let's go um, but you know Texas they've like been a good pipeline to the NBA lately with some good NBA talent um, like no, like, like world beaters, like Kevin Durant back in the day was a Texas guy, but um, like they've funneled some, some talent into, into the NBA. And I think that they're continuing those efforts with some solid talent right now, but you know, let's, let's go with the upset here. Seton Hall. I'm, I'm, I'm calling it. Let's do it. We love an upset. We love it so much. So I'm sure you're hoping that Wisconsin gets the win over Ohio State. Yeah, let's go Cheeseheads. Okay. All right. The Badgers, do they still wear the Cheeseheads? The other UW? I'll ask Haley. I bet she knows. Yeah, yeah, Uh, she probably knows. And then Houston, Alabama. I, man, I think Alabama will win, but I'd like to see Houston get the upset here because that'd be a really big win for them. Yeah, yeah. I I think. uh, like I said, Alabama has some flamethrowers on the outside that have yeah. taken them far. So I think, you know, they had, I think the the guy last last week went off for like almost close to 30 points. So um, if he continues the hot streak, take them. But let's go the upset. Yeah. Houston. Yeah. And then I, I do think Baylor's going to beat Villanova. Um, Baylor's a good team. Baylor – is the current reigning national champion. Um, And Scott Drew's a really good coach. I I think that they should have this one in the bag. And that is why Villanova could come in very easily and shake them up a little bit, but we'll see. Yeah. I think, uh, I think Baylor may have gotten a little bit too far on the, uh, the, the, the cosmic balance by beating Oklahoma state earlier this week. So Let's uh let's take Villanova for the win because I think Baylor has gotten a little too big for its britches. That's, that's my that's my take. I I support that. I support that <laughs> energy. I'm about it. Um, <laughs> and then for like women's basketball, Texas beat Texas A and M. Well, in state rivalry there, Notre Dame Sweet. lost to Connecticut, which might not seem like a huge deal, but that's a that's a good matchup. Just like in yeah. general, Notre Dame's a good women's team. Connecticut's both programs historically very good. Yeah, and they lost uh, Paige Buchers to injury too, which is a huge deal. Yeah, and she's out like for the next six two to, months, six basically. to eight weeks. Yeah, that's that was like really sad for me to hear this week. You know, like she's she's like she became like I think the first college NIL player to uh, sign with Gatorade mm-hmm. and. You know, she's she's like could make up to a million dollars a year. She could make more money than her coach and the president of her university. You know, uh, she it's really sad. Like women's athletics now a little bit getting some momentum, you know, with with like these NIL deals and just like in the same week of this announcement of her signing with Gatorade and StockX, like and then getting injured that what that was just that just sucked to hear it's a huge loss but you know Connecticut has some de- has a lot of depth so i think they'll survive but sucky game for them 
yeah, that's it's not not fun anytime that happens. Um, she's like compared to Steph Curry, like since she was in high school, like yeah, she's she's, she's incredible. a big deal. Yeah, she's a big she's, deal. They've been talking about her like forever, and so it's just it's sad to hear. And hopefully, it is a quick recovery for her. Um, uh, Connecticut is good, but like you, you don't want to see a player injured. Like it's just not good. Um, no. And then Georgia Tech upset Georgia. Tough. So that Georgia. another, yeah, tough, tough because Georgia was ranked and Georgia Tech was not, um, and it was by one point. But we yeah. we love an in-state rivalry once again, and that just like what a way to lose. Georgia will be fine. No one's too worried. Um, and yeah. then upcoming is Kentucky Louisville on Sunday again. Sunday is the day for women's like college basketball, like really strong matchups. So for folks wanting to watch that, that'll be there. Other Tune Sunday in. activities though. Let's talk about the NFL. Oh yes. Let's go. Let's go. Can we, so, I know. So I know we have like the first game on our lineup, but can we talk about our second game first? Oh yeah. Can we? Yeah. We can talk about that. Cause that was going to be the first thing I was going to ask you about. It was going to be like, so how does it feel? Let's, Fucking go! Oh my god, I swear, I swear again. <laughs> Let's go, John. Jared Goff is my like prodigal savior. Amon St. Brown is my goddamn hero. We go Vikings. Thank you for the layup because they just they need to let Mike Zimmerman go. Trade Kirk, just not to the Lions, you know. But like they need to get rid of him. You know, game of the week. Let's go, Vi- like Vikings. Thank you, layup, Lions. Boom, shakalaka. Let's go, Lions. Uh, love it. Uh- for the folks who who don't know, the Detroit Lions won their first game of the season this weekend. <laughs> yes, it's been a it's been a hard it's been a hard year. It's been a hard <laughs> life as a Lions fan. I bet. But uh, this has been this has been a little brutal. <laughs> but hey, you know, Lions still have a path to the playoffs. Believe it or not, <laughs> uh, they need some they need some luck to go their way. But uh, this is game one. Let's let's go. <laughs> game one in week fourteen. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, we watched them on Thanksgiving. I was like, man, I hope Detroit gets a win just so they have one win. <laughs> and now they have it. They one pride. It. One it's... pride. Here we go. You know, I I was excited when I read the news. I was like, man, Max is going to be so excited. <laughs> you know, actually, I was like not feeling too good this weekend. And I slept for like five hours on Sunday and missed a bunch of games. And the Lions were one of them. And I woke up from this deep slumber and, uh, uh, you know, it turned over and Sydney was, was like, how are you feeling? And I just like looked at my phone real quick and I was like, hey. The Lions won. And then I just turned over and went back to sleep. And then I woke up again later and I was like, oh, my God, the Lions won. Here we go. What a oh, life is turning around. Here we go. Oh, good. Oh, great. Um, I like I like to hear that. I love the enthusiasm. I love the excitement here because, <laughs> man, Lions fans needed that, that joy. I'm glad that yeah. you got it. Yes. Yes. It was amazing. You know. Great, yeah. And I think it was like I think the I think the Vikings honestly were just not prepared for the Lions' energy this week. Dan Campbell, he's gonna bite your kneecaps and 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 beat you down. But uh, you know, 
This is the start of something great. <laughs> I sure hope so. I hope that it does not end with them. I mean, I'd, it'd be good if they made it to the Super Bowl, as long as the Bills, the Bills have to win. I'm taking the Bills over the Lions every day of who yeah. I want to win the Super Bowl. Now, will either team make it to the Super Bowl? Ooh. Unlikely. Unlikely. I, I don't know. I, who knows? But uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to see. It was a weird game. Weird game. And um, it's hard for me to like be objective about either team. You know, but uh, I don't know. What do you think? Like, like, do you think there, there there's there's a, a path to su- success for either team? I think for the Bills, there's a path of success. Really? I think I was a little more optimistic about it at the beginning of the season when they looked a little bit better. They've had a a, a tough slate. Yeah, and then I feel like. Like the Patriots, I feel like they're heating up, and I hate it. Yeah, me too. But two, two, uh, they're they're smart though. That's the thing is like Bill Belichick is smart. Like rookie quarterback in a blizzard game, only having two total pass attempts, he just eliminated any possibility of any screw ups, and just had a dominant power game in horrible conditions. <sighs> The, like a, they just moved into the first seed, second seed, or something like that, going in after this game. Yep. So I yep. think they're going to have home field advantage going into the playoffs. You know, unless like Derrick Henry comes back from injury and can regain form, and Titans can get their wide receivers back. Like I, that's the only real threat that I see. Maybe the Chiefs, but like Chiefs have looked shaky all year. I think Ravens are done. Lamar Jackson's too inconsistent. Patriots yeah. look good. Bills, as much as I love Josh Allen, he's looking too inconsistent this year. He's he's having a tough time. Um, man, I hate it because, I mean, have you talked to people who are like, yeah, I think it could be like a Patriots-Buccaneers Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah and I'm I like, I, I don't know if so I'd much. watch it. I think I'd, I mean, I'd like go to someone's house and eat because like that's what the Super Bowl is really about is eating and drinking on a Sunday afternoon. But yeah, I mean, like the Buccaneers, I think they could, they just haven't blown my socks off this year, like with anything. And I think there's a lot of competition in the NFC. You know, I think Arizona has looked good, even though Kyler Murray's been out for a couple of weeks and, um, I think Green Bay Packers, honestly, are probably the best bet to get into the Super Bowl on the NFC side, from my opinion. Um, and even then, there's... I don't know. I don't know. It, NFL is weird this year. There are a lot of a lot of strange things happening this year, and it's really hard to peg anybody down. Like, I have Patrick Mahomes on my fantasy team, and he's... Not been like super amazing, but the Chiefs are on a five game win streak as well. So it's that's just weird. I, I, so I, I wish I had more for you on this, but like, no, this is no, just... I think that's fair. Is like, that's a fair assessment of like what's been happening because there have been multiple weeks. Emily and I have like gotten to NFL 
and we're like, it was a weird week. And so I like it because I love an upset and I like to see things get shaken up a little bit. But but yeah, it's been weird for like no good reason. Like it makes sense when like college ball is weird. Yeah. But like the NFL, it it could be anyone's game right now. I mean, I don't really follow when they make bet like when they do the odds of like who will go because I'm like, yeah, it's too <laughs> early to tell. Yeah. Um, and so so yeah, it it. it it's been weird. Like I feel like the Texans, so they've not done great. They've not, they yeah, they've not been. They've been great. horrible. Yeah, they've been bad. <laughs> they've been pretty bad. They're not the worst, but they've been pretty bad. Yeah, and like reserve that title for the Lions, please. Yeah, Texans are almost there, but they're not that horrible. And they weren't the first team that I thought of when I thought of teams that were bad, but they're they're in that. They're, they're and, yeah. and the Colts shut them out, and I'm like, oh, like you couldn't. How'd you not even get like a field goal? And right. so it, yeah, it is a strange season, but I'm hoping that means like a fun playoff Playoffs, time yeah. and like a fun Super Bowl. Like totally. I really do not want to see the Patriots or the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. Yeah. It can be any other team. I do not care. It can be the yeah, Denver Broncos. I don't care like for the, the Denver Broncos, but like I'd rather watch them in it. Yeah, uh, the donkeys can get out of here. But I think like the this this week this week has been a weird one. Like I I was looking through this like the the slate of games and like other than the Lions taking out the Vikings and the weird Blizzard game with Patriots and Bills, there was like two other games that were actually kind of interesting, but not really. Like the Washington football team won on a game with winning field goal against the Raiders. That's cool, but those are like two not really exciting teams. Yeah, Seahawks beat the 49ers. Both teams have been really shaky this year. Yeah. Russ finally kind of showed up for a game, but like even then, it wasn't up to his like elite standards. And they're not going to make the, the like neither team are probably going to make the playoffs. So like that wasn't like that exciting either. Really, the only exciting game of the week was the Lions beating the Vikings. And that's that's how wild this season is. Is that the worst team in the in the NFL decided to throw everyone off their axis and have this amazing game, and we can't even get excited about the other game. So, yeah, that's my TED talk. Thanks for listening. Thank you for having a TED talk about the Lions, because <laughs> surely no one else that comes on this podcast ever would. So, Max, <laughs> that's all you. It's all. I, I, Leave it to the white guy to bring diversity to this pro- this podcast. <laughs> oh my god! Off. <laughs> um, let's talk about the upcoming games of the week. Um, <laughs> the Buffalo Bills will be playing the Buccaneers. I might be crying Sunday night. Um, the yeah. Cowboys play the Washington Football Team. I included this because like that's a like good rivalry matchup, but mm-hmm. uh, the Cowboys should win. Yeah, maybe. I mean. Cowboys have looked okay this year, but they've also had some weird losses. So, I'm hoping I they know. can get this one. Let's go. I would be mad to see the Cowboys make it to the Super Bowl. Give me the Heineke train. I'll take the Washington football team as a win, upset win. Washington mm-hmm. football's defense looks good at times. They'll get they'll get up for this game, especially a rivalry game. Yeah. They've got an incredible defensive front. Uh, I think Cowboys have a bunch of injuries on their offensive line. Uh, Dak Prescott, you know, he's good, but he's not world beater good. 
Give me the Washington football team. That's my, that's my take. Okay. All right. That That's your take. Um, and then I, it'd be stupid to assume that you're rooting for the Broncos this week. <laughs> I, okay. I, I want to, res- can we talk about this game later on? I have a hot take concerning this game later. Okay. Oh yes. Yeah. We love hot takes. Okay. Bears Packers, another like good rivalry matchup that the Bears will not win. Nope. Uh, nope. They are ugh, bad. And then the Seahawks and the Texans and if the Seahawks lose to the Texans, it's like, ooh, the Seahawks are in a bad spot. But um, I think the, I think they should show up and win. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll be riding a win. Russ is getting into his own. You know, I think they'll win that game. Seahawks will win. What's your game of the week? It can be any sport. It could be Greco-Roman wrestling. Let's go Michigan versus Georgia bowl game. Um, I think, you know, this is – you know, this is New Year's Eve bowl, so I guess it's not necessarily this week. Do you want me to do this week or you know that you can use count? no people need to know about the upcoming bowl games and it, you yeah be excited. Let's take, let's take Michigan versus Georgia. You know, I think you know you said you're not necessarily like the, the the betting type. I think Michigan is already like out of favor by like minus nine on the sports books, so they are considered a huge underdog already into this game. I love the matchup. Let's take the Wolverines. Like, speed is going to kill for Michigan. Alabama destroyed Georgia with speed. Michigan is going to do the same just as they did against Iowa this past week. You know, they've got Aiden Hutchinson is probably going to be a top three overall pick in the NFL draft this coming draft. And, like, they're he's just going to destroy Georgia's offensive line. Uh, let's take Michigan over Georgia all day, every day. Let's go Wolverines. Good pick. You're you're prepping the people because we're we're pretty close to that. Like the holiday week is very soon. Um, my game of the week is the Wyoming Arizona men men's basketball game tomorrow night. Mm. Um, it will have been yesterday when people listen to this, but Let's um, go, pokes. Uh, go pokes! We are we are out here hoping they can pull off the upset and beat a ranked team. So Powder River. <laughs> Um, Love it. What, okay, so you had you said you have a hot take. So, what's your hot yeah. take of the week with the? I, I know is in regards to the Lions game. Yes, hot take. Do the Lions have the most momentum in the entire league right now? That no. is my hot take. No. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. No, let, but that's a me, hot take. That, no, that's me, a, that's a good hot take me, for you. Let me break this down here for a second. Are you ready for this? Won their first game of the season. Monkey is off their back. Pressure is off. They can just go wherever they want. Let's look at the upcoming schedule. Broncos, they can win that game. Broncos have been looking terrible. Teddy Two Gloves, not loving it. Not loving it. They got run of – they were already tanking the season. They got rid of their best player. They got shipped Von Miller to the Rams. That's a win. Cardinals, you know, they're a good team. They are maybe the best team in the NFC. But – who knows if Murray can stay healthy? You know, like if Murray decides that he can't play, anything can happen. Let's go Lions. I'm going to take a win on that. Falcons, been a dump show this like this season. I'm going to take the win. Russ, his finger could fall off for the Seahawks game. You know, doesn't even want to be in Seattle anymore. Give me that win. Packers, rival, 
They're going to get up for that game. Rodgers will catch COVID again, decides to leave the Packers because he hates the front office. Jeopardy wants to guest host. I don't know. Like the playoffs have already been clinched for, for the Packers and give me Jordan love every day of the year. But you know, like least of all, like why the fuck not? You know, let's, let's just go lions. Lions are going to win out the rest of the season. Biggest, biggest momentum so far in the entire league right now. Let's go hot take. That that is a hot take. That is the hottest take I think we've ever had. Um, you heard it here, folk. Here first, <laughs> folks. Uh, the Lions, look out for him. Be yeah. out here. <laughs> I'm wild them out tonight. My hot take is seasonal. Stop flavoring things. Eggnog. Stop making putting eggnog in mm. things. Eggnog so gross. Okay. <laughs> Um, what's your beer pick of the week? Yeah. So, um, I picked this up because, uh, you know, I am a beer guy. I used to be a brewer back in the day. So like beer is my drink of choice. Um, so I picked up this new Belgium bottle. That's actually like, it's got a cork, which is, you don't see very often for, for beers. And it's, um, a honey saffron grand reserve, um, bottled on nitro. It's pretty tasty. Um, it's kind of a darker beer. It does have a lot of honey taste to it. Um, I've been sipping on it through this whole podcast, and I've been enjoying it. So I would recommend. It's a little boozier for most beers, 7.7 alcohol ABV, but uh, not not horribly bad. So, nice. yeah. Nice. Well, thank you for sharing that pick. Um, Riley will be the one who will be like, ah, oh, a pick from Max. I'll take it. <laughs> um, my drink of the week I had an Aperol spritz and I was like, oh, we should have these more often. And they have wine in them. So two birds, one stone right here. Sweet. Where It's like, oh, is it a cocktail? Is it a wine? It's both. So nice. It's, it's great. It's very good. Um, Max, thank you for coming on, talking about the Lions thriving yes. out here, talking college football and how you're now a Wolverine supporter. Um <laughs> This was great. If you ever want to come back and do a little lion's corner when they make oh, it all the I way, I would love that. I we'll, would love we'll that. have you back. <laughs> yeah, I, you just give me a give me a two minute segment. That's all I need. Oh, all right, I'll hold you to that. Um, <laughs> thank you all for listening. You will likely have another guest next week, and it is likely someone that you all know. But thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you soon.